You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So let's get into it. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. Let's dive into the offense. We'll, we'll circle back to the defense in a little bit. Uh, and, of course, I feel like we need to clarify, talking about the Washington one offense is obviously both offenses uh, happening at once. And it's so hard to watch these things and try to take away. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you walk away feeling one thing, but if you miss 20 plays on the other field, then maybe you were completely wrong. Um, but to the best of our abilities, uh, let's talk about this, this one offense for Washington. And let's start with the O-line. That was the biggest question, obviously, going into this. And part of the question was, like, where are they because this Washington defensive line is so good? Like, yeah. are they getting their butts kicked on a somewhat regular basis because they're facing the best D-line in football or because they've got real issues? And I feel like we got some level of answers. Um, I, I will say for me, Logan, like, my being their initial takeaway was they held up pretty well. I do think that they had some problems on day two in some of the blitz periods, but also mm -hmm. that's the nature of the drill. Um, yeah. Day two, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure that also happened to be where the the big fight on that field was, was uh, someone got through to Sam and, and uh, touched his helmet and, uh, you know, someone grabbed his helmet and Antonio Gibson really? and some others did not. Yeah. Did not yeah, take well to that. And it's like, hey, don't touch our quarterback. And that's why you get the, yeah. yeah, that's why you get the big blow up um there and ron absolutely losing it on the offense um but also like eb's like hey don't touch your quarterback yeah, seriously. um so long story short like i do think we saw in the cleveland game that there are some issues occasionally with pressure with him that's to be expected for a young quarterback um but the o-line in general is starting to come together starting to gel and is is hopefully going to be able to get to that average level that we're hoping they get to we know they're not going to be great but um some of the issues might just be that they're facing john allen they're on pain montez sweat every day yeah and i think uh, when you look at baltimore i thought they overall did pretty good you know what i mean it's like it's so hard in practice to judge because guys are like even in a joint practice especially like like leno is a good example like he's always kind of trying stuff out you know what i mean he's like trying on this ad and, and so i don't know what guys are working on i don't know what their what their focus for practice is necessarily but i will say like when you look at the baltimore defensive line i thought an interesting matchup was uh, michael pierce versus nick gates right nick gates is you know the new center obviously and michael pierce is one of the biggest human beings i've ever seen in person from a from a width standpoint you know he's, yeah. a, he's a big guy and i remember the first time i saw him i was in atlanta i was like that guy can't be like a real human. Like he's like, he's just too big. But people, people That's two sleep. dudes stuffed in a suit. Yeah, yeah but he's, uh, but he's like so quick and athletic for how big he is. And I really thought like that was a really interesting matchup because Baltimore runs like this, uh, this three, four. So like they tr play like a true nose and Pierce mm -hmm. is a true nose. So to see Gates kind of have to work that matchup, I thought was really interesting because I thought like in one-on-ones and in team, did a good job, but there was a little bit more pressure from the center spot than we've seen in practice. And a little bit of that's 
defense, a defensive stylistic thing, right? The other guy that I thought was interesting for Baltimore was uh, Adafi Owe, the guy from number 99 from Penn State, who came out the mm-hmm. same year as Michael Parsons. And he is a guy that is like, you know, obviously has this athletic freak upside, but has been very quiet. And to see him in person, I felt like he was a guy that is on the borderline of becoming kind of an elite rusher. And again, it's important to note that in this 3-4, you get like wider rush angles, right? So he has got a little bit more space to kind of be more creative with the rush. And I thought, um, you know, in one-on-ones, he did a good job of like making some of the tackles look silly. But in team, he's a little quieter. But again, there's some pressure. So I think on the whole, it was it was kind of like what she expected, maybe a little bit better. Like they did a good job picking blitzes up. They did a good job passing up. I think Sadiq had one in team blitz the first day where, you know, they're, they're sliding to the right. The linebacker off the ball that they're sliding to runs to the backside A-gap. So they're sliding right. Linebacker hits the left A-gap. And I'm pretty sure Sadiq should like pass that off. You know, that's one Sam has to throw away. But I think... Um, I think you feel pretty good about what they did. And again, it's the thing that, again, gets your the hairs on your, the back of your neck standing up a little bit. Just nothing serious, but something to keep an eye on is in these one-on-one situations, is this group consistently good enough at winning those, right? And the good thing about offensive linemen is you don't always have to be in a one-on-one because it's four versus five. So it's like, where does that help go? And I have backs and tight ends to help out with that stuff. But that's something that I'm always like, with this group this entire offseason, it's like, are they good enough to consistently win one-on-ones? And this practice, I thought they were like at like a 75, 70-ish percent win rate, which is good. But like, is that good enough to kind of carry you? I guess it would be my question. So. Right. Here's my question for the offensive line. Can they do it without holding? Can they do it without no. penalties? Um, and that is one thing that... Which they were um, pretty was like, good at. There were refs there. They yeah, know, yeah there were. And, and I don't think that there were many calls, if any, um, yeah. that I, I can remember. I'm sure there were at some point. But um, it's something that I was on with the Junkies earlier this week, and they were asking me about. And, you know, like I said, like in a, in a practice setting, it's easy to blow past that stuff. And honestly, for like holding and stuff... It's even easier yeah. when you don't have referees at practice. It's one yeah. thing when the refs are there and they throw the flag and you're like, okay, that was a hold. But unless you see it with your own eyes and you might be watching a wide receiver DB matchup, like you don't know how much of that stuff happens inside of the line at a, any given practice where there's no referees. And so understanding, you know, kind of the proficiency of your O-line without being able to hold, without, you know, an illegal hands to the face, uh, without these things that absolutely kill drives is, is damn near impossible unless you go back and watch every single matchup on tape and be like, oh, that guy held there, that guy didn't, whatever, which obviously I don't have the access to do, uh, nor the time, nor the desire. Uh, but uh, it is something that once you get in games, like, is super important. And for a guy specifically in Andrew Wiley, uh, who is one of the more penalized linemen in the league, and had two penalties, one of which resulted in a safety uh, in the game one against Cleveland. Like being able to do this stuff cleanly is, is, is a concern. Um, And and I think that as they, as it comes together and we get obviously into the games and um, I hope we see them, I think we'll see the starters um, against Baltimore in the preseason. um, And then we'll see when we get to Arizona um, or when Arizona comes here, like that is something that, I am, I still, I like, I'm going to have concerns until we're into the season and it's been clean for a couple games just because we don't have the, the ability to get the data on that beforehand. Um, but it's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Um, but clearly even with that said, like this line is getting better. 
Yeah, and I and I think to the holding point, like there was one or two maybe with Wiley where I was like, is that a hold? But I, I think you know, like when you watch the practice, it's there are clean pockets, and like I mentioned, I think the more glaring matchup was Nick Gates and Pierce, and I think even even though Pierce was getting good pressure, like pushing and collapsing the pocket, I thought Gates you know, like gave Sam enough opportunity to like step up and move around and do some things in there that, um, that were good. So even though like, it looks like, uh, like when you watch it, you know, that was one of the days I got to watch on the iPad, like the, the ability for them to kind of keep the pocket with, I thought was, was good. So, um, and in team, like Wiley's pretty good, you know what I mean? Against a good rusher and Adafi always. So, um, I, I do think it's something definitely to keep an eye on. And I think it's something to keep an eye on in this game because I would imagine the starters will play a fair amount. Um, you know, I don't know that I'm just speculating, but yeah. I think um, Ron has given that indication. So, no, has it? yeah, okay, good. Um, so, yeah, they, whatever it's worth, though, they will not be playing Baltimore starters. Baltimore's playing no one. Yeah, well, they don't like to do that anyway. Yeah, they, and they, they they've, got some, they've got some really, they've got enough like sneaky depth where you feel like, that's okay for them. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just a, like that team is so deep, like watching their one-on-ones. I'm like their backup, their third string left tackle is probably a starter for some teams in the NFL. It's just weird how they've been able to accumulate all these like talented players. You know, I don't know. It's just yeah, like their roster construction is always super interesting to me. Cause like their, their two backup tight ends are pretty good football. You know what I mean? It's just like, they've got like weird sneaky depth anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think that'll be good. And I think what you'll see is the guys that are going to play much better. Like the, every week, every single day, they get better and they improve. So, um, I, I, people are concerned about the O-line. I'm less so concerned. I think that that, that group's going to be better than people think. And, um, and I think once the game plan stuff goes in and EB's, you know, working the magic and you get some of those unusual formations and motions and pre-stab sets, just going to help that group out when you're calling screens the way you want to call screens. And um, I think it's not going to be quite as big. It'll be an issue, but it's not going to be like, it's an issue. Like it's an issue. Like it is for every single team, but I don't think it's going to show up in the same way down in and down out the way I think some people think so. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. So what did Sam do with those pockets and how did Brissett look? Um, the, the newsy item, if you will, is I asked Rivera. So, so I'll give the background of, of how this went down. Like, we're, we had the press conference, uh, ask Ron how things are going, ask him about the O-line, ask him about Sam. And he's very complimentary of Sam in a way that I don't feel like he usually is. Not that he's he's not complimentary of Sam, but he typically always works in like Jacoby and Fromm and he's like always very team oriented. And he was kind sure. of more pointed in complimenting Sam. And I was like, hmm. I wonder if he's trying to tell us something. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Anthony Richardson was just named the starter in Indy. You have that starting to happen around the league where teams are naming their, their QB1s for the season. And so I just straight up asked. I was like, hey, Ron, you know, other teams are starting to name their starting quarterbacks for the season. Are you at a point where you're ready to do that? And he goes, no, not yet. I have to talk to EB and Tavita. But like Sam's done a great job. You know, Jacoby's also done a great job. We feel really good about our quarterback room. Um, so that's the kind of the newsy item. Um, yeah. But how did how did Sam actually perform to the uh, and I, my guess is well enough that he's probably going to be named QB one for the season on Friday. Yeah, no, I think that that feels right. I mean, every you know, is it perfect to practice? No, but I think you're seeing like a maturity from him. And I think coupling today or the, the two joint practices, excuse me, with the preseason game where he came out and I think did some stuff that you were hoping he would do, like in terms of extending plays, getting the ball out of his hand. And, you know, was he perfect? No. Was he perfect in these practices? No. But I think you saw, again, like a, a 
playmaking ability that this team hasn't had at the quarterback position in a long time. And you're willing to kind of take some of those, you know, in between lumps, I would say, because the other stuff is so good. And I, you know, I think that's right. And I think when, you know, Ron is being complimentary, like he deserves it, man. He's done a really nice job this off season. And um, he did a nice job in these practices. Like I mentioned the team blitz period already, which to me was, was great. Showed a lot of maturity on his part. And I think, um, you know, Jacoby did some really good stuff, but it's just so stylistically different with Jacoby. Like he's going to hang in there and manipulate safeties and do some stuff that's a little bit kind of veteran-ish, but he's holding the ball a long time, you know? And I think Sam is, there's an urgency to his play, which I like. There's a confidence to his play, which I like. And he seems to have good chemistry with the guys we mentioned who had good days, you know, Terry, Sam, or Curtis, and um, Jahan. And then we haven't even mentioned um, Cole Turner, who I thought had yeah. a very mature, like nothing crazy, but just caught the he ball. He just was good. He yeah. just made a lot of catches. Like every, I feel like to. every time I looked up, when like I feel like it was a lot of times when I wasn't watching that field, like when I was watching the defense field, I would look up and kind of peer over to the offense field, and there'd be another catch for Cole Turner. Yeah, and I think that's right. And it's yeah, and so I think like there's a there's a good mature group there. I think the like we mentioned, the offensive line's getting better. Um, you know, the backs were kind of quiet, I thought, this week mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. And, you know, we're getting off point with Sam a little bit. But, yeah, my, my point with Sam is that I think he's he, – he, if, if he were to announce if, – if Ron was to announce it today for whatever reason, I think he'd be like, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Based on based on the preseason game, based on these two practices, based on the practices he's had prior to that, like he's matured well. And all that kind of stuff about, oh, you know, he – you know, was potentially going to be the first round pick, blah, 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 all that stuff. Like you see some of that stuff. And again, mm-hmm. it's not perfect, but it's, it's never perfect. And I think you see like, gosh, it's like, what it, it's that thing that je ne sais quoi, that like the magic it mm-hmm. factor when you're with like a good quarterback, it's just something about it. Like, I just think back to when I was with Matt Ryan or when I was with, you know, Deshaun Watson before everything went crazy. Like there's a confidence and it's like where confidence meets ability. And I think you're starting to see that with Sam. So like, that's what I would say is like, yeah, he deserves that opportunity. So, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier in the pod, his demeanor, his maturity, like the way he handled all the, the chaos of the two days. Um, he just keeps going. And like, I think, I think what's great about Sam is like, he's going to make mistakes. That's not the great part. But he's going to make mistakes because he's young, and it's the NFL, and it's hard. Even the best make mistakes sometimes. But he just keeps going. And there yeah. is a a stubbornness that I mean is a positive um, that is really, really impressive and not necessarily common even amongst good quarterbacks. I mean, sure. like, we watched the, the quarterback show on Netflix and uh, saw Kirk, you know, occasionally, like, really get frustrated. Um, I watched that here in person, as sure. did you. Like, and that's not to say, like, Kirk is bad or mentally weak or anything. Like, he's human. And Sam has almost this superhuman, like, ability to just not get flustered. And for a young guy that's going to make some mistakes, that's essential. And and to not, and I think it's not just, like, outwardly expressing anger, right? Mm-hmm. It's not losing confidence and going back under center or getting in the gun, getting the next snap and executing like you're supposed to and, and making good, clean decisions and not letting your brain get sped up and get overwhelmed. Like there's such a psychological element to playing quarterback that involves clear headedness. So you can process information quickly. And I think he's got that in a major, major way. And then 
you also see some of these throws where he's like rolling left, sidearm, back right with velocity. Or there's one ball he completed to Jahan, I think at the end of day one, where there's this little token, you know, kind of RPO-ish looking fake in the backfield. It holds Kyle Hamilton just a second. And then he lasers, I think it's a speed out to Jahan. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a sit route. But Hamilton tries to break on it, and he just fastballs it by him. And, yeah. you know, I... I told the story on the radio, but I was standing there with Zach Selby, uh, writer for Commanders.com. I go, Zach, if, if that's Heineke last year, that's a pick six. Yeah. Like the arm strength, just it, you can beat people with your arm. Not that you want to yeah. get a habit of it, but like it opens up the offense to more possibilities. And when you have that kind of natural talent and from the mobility where he does get to pick up a couple of first downs with his legs throughout the practices to his ability to escape, to make throws on the run, to just sit back there and dart someone like there is, there's a lot of potential there. And so I, I think the only reason Ron hasn't named him the starter yet. Uh, and, and again, like we all said all summer long, like wait till the joint practices are over and then they'll name a starter. As long as everything's gone, according to plan, it has, they just have to sit down go over the tape of the second day of practice. And Ron didn't want to do that or name a starter before talking to EB and Pritchard sure. and saying, Hey, I'm going to tell the press and everybody that Sam is the starter, which is the professional proper way to handle that. But it would not surprise me if Ron, who speaks before practice on Friday morning, opens up the press conference before questions and says, hey, guys, just want to let you know, Sam Howell will be our starter week one against Arizona and for the rest of the regular season. I mean, do you think he waits till after the second preseason game? He could. He could. Um, no, but I, I don't would. think I probably I, would if I was him. I don't know. Why, just, why would you do that? I just, just, I don't disagree. I'm just curious. Just, just another data point, you know, like, Hey, you've done a really good job. Like, and it's such a close proximity to that data point. What is it? Four days out. So it's like, yeah, why? Like, let's just, let's play the game. It's good. It's, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to go well, but if it's like a garbage fire, then I want to be able to like, okay, I'm glad I didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like it's just, well, but I guess it. my counter to that would be, we have so many data points at this point and we the do. data That's you're going to get in a preseason game is so limited. Like I asked Kendall um, about missing the first game because Kendall spoke to us at oh, the yeah. practice at well, okay. uh, as well. And he goes, one series is not going to make or break my, my preseason yeah. or my, my prep for the regular season. And so you've got, at this point, thousands of plays that you've run in practice, maybe not thousands for Sam, um, but hundreds for Sam. Um, and then you're going to judge it based off of two to three series in the preseason. Like, I, I, I just think that even if it is a dumpster fire, I would, I don't think it's that close between Sam and Jacoby either. It's not like Jacoby has been, you know, right on his heels when you factor in the curve of Sam's upward mobility potential. The, the fact that he yeah. could be the guy for the future, like, I just don't think that that the race is close enough, if you will. And so there's also a part of me that's like, hey, let's let's give him that spotlight. We're on Monday Night Football. Like we want we want people talking about our guy. Like Maybe. we want everyone to know like this is this is our guy and we have the confidence in him. Hey, Joe Buck, Sam Howell's our starting quarterback. Introduce him that way on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's a good point. I mean, you always think about it from that. To me, it's just like I want to making evaluations like and I have one more free data point that is, you know, I think to, sure. to, to Kendall's point, a guy, what is he, in year eight? Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. The series doesn't matter, right? And obviously Baltimore is going to treat this game a little bit differently than the commanders. But I just want to, like, for a guy with such little experience as Sam, like, why not get one more data point is my point. And it doesn't really, like, why rush to make the announcement in my, in my book? Like, I think everybody probably feels the same way you feel. Everyone in the building probably feels the same way you feel. Like, like I, I'm. If he made the announcement tomorrow, I'd be like, "Cool, great." You know, like 
awesome because I think he deserves it. But again, yeah. like, would I be surprised if Ron or the staff is like, let's give him one more look and make sure everything's copacetic? Yeah. No, I guess, probably. I guess my point would be what could possibly happen in the preseason game from a performance standpoint that changes my mind. Yeah. And I'm at the point. point where nothing, if the answer is nothing, right? Then it's like, it's like a match play golf where you, you're up four holes with three to play. They don't play yeah. the last three holes. They just call right. the match. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, um, I think that's that's how I would handle it. Um, anything else from the offense? I, I think we probably should touch on the backs real quick. Like they were kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, and, and also like one or two quick notes from me on, on some of the day two, like individual drill stuff. Chris Rodriguez was awesome in one-on-one pass pro and the other yeah. two backs you know granted like brian robinson would did not was not good he was also facing roquan smith in a one-on-one pass pro drill with yeah. no help and you know whatever it's a tough drill yeah that's that's tough sledding as, as especially if said. you don't especially if you don't do that drill a lot it's really hard which they don't yeah um, it's, it's really hard to get up like physically for that drill because you're like because like usually there's all these parameters like hey you can't like i know when we run it here or when we used to run it when i was on the team you can't bull rush right and like Roquan first play is like bull rush and B Rob. And it's like, did B Rob yeah. even and know? And you that have was... a running head start. Like that's yeah. not it's not fair. Did but Chris Rodriguez, was... yeah. yeah, he stoned his dude twice. Um, like two reps each, and he was awesome. I think Gibson split his reps. Um again, Robinson got bull, but like Roquan Smith gets a running head start to run into you, like unless you're Trent Williams. And you can't um, cut, right? Like yeah. you can't cut in those drills. And in the game, right. like you can't there's always so that's the thing about that one on one pass pro drill. Yeah. Like usually like you can't bull because the back can't cut. And so like they tried to move him up, they tried to limit the space, but I'm like, still like this favors the linebacker, you know what I mean? Um, in a major way. Yeah. But I, I guess my my thing was if if Rodriguez is a guy who you can trust, and Alex Arma also was fantastic in that drill, as you would he's, imagine yeah, as a fullback. He's a big guy, like yeah. I do wonder, you know, in certain situations, if those guys find themselves on the field in third down for some more max pro type of stuff, depending on the route concept, the combination. It's just it's just another um you know, option in EB's bag that I thought was interesting. But his runners, his pass catchers, like what did you see from the backs on, I would say, yeah, quiet, quieter days. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's for them. Yeah, quieter days. And so I will say on the first day, I thought they ran the football well. I thought they blocked runs well. I thought the double teams were good. I thought the RPOs were executed well. I thought decisions from the quarterback on RPOs were great. I think the guy that stood out to me probably the most was Chris Rodriguez as a runner. And again, like a little bit of it is there was a – he was a power, so like, you know, tight into the right. They're in a single back formation. The guard's trying to kick out the end. And the guard, if, if this would have happened to me, I would have been pretty pissed, I think. But he kind of like falls into Chris Paul's legs, which is like, 
I don't want to say dirty, but like it would have bothered me as a player if that would have happened. So there's a big pile and he kind of cuts off that and then just powers into the pile. And there's a little crease there, but he ends up getting probably six yards on that. And you can tell the Baltimore guys are like trying to stop him. And I was like, that's where that kind of sneaky power comes in. He had a Wanda, so running away from the tight end, kind of outside zone where he's able to kind of get in the crease and a guy tries to come and punch the ball out and just totally gets spun out because he's not expecting how strong he is. And I thought there's a guy who is is kind of hitting his stride at the right time. And he got a lot of reps. He got more reps than normal. He did have a false start. You got to point that out. Um, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he, I think he's that physicality in the pass protection, that physicality running the football, I think is going to get him on the field. Like just knowing EB um, and talking with EB, not about Chris, but just like understanding EB's mindset. Like, I, I think that stuff he values and you're going to see him on the field a little bit, a, l- a little bit more maybe than I thought. When they drafted him, you know, I thought I liked him as a player. He was one of my favorite running backs, but like just to see kind of him in the preseason, him in this joint practice, the physical mindset and the fact that it seems to be transferring, I think is pretty cool. So, um, you know, again, B-Rob didn't practice a ton. Gibson didn't practice a ton. It was mostly the young guys. I'm sure they're probably, you know, a little bit concerned about injuries and things like that. But um, Chris Rodriguez definitely stuck out to me in, in that capacity. Yeah, no, he's been he's had a good a good week here. Um, and we'll see. I imagine that's going to extend into a good ten days in the preseason game uh, because that dude's a gamer. And for, when you got to actually tackle him, uh, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, and and so the other thing I wanted to point out with the young guys is uh, Stromberg. Right, he played guard pretty much the yeah. whole time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did a really nice job. I thought like he like I wasn't sure if he could play guard. I was a little skeptical because he doesn't have like ideal guard length and strength. But in the team setting, so he's working with the twos at right guard and he's working in one-on-ones. And I thought, man, like this guy's having a pretty gosh darn good day, I think, you know, and that was, um, that was pretty impressive to me. Like the fact that he came out there, him, him, he's working with Tyler Larson. They got great combinations that, uh, a nice little combination where, uh, Jonathan Williams would have squirted out for probably a 10 yard gain and like his hats in the right spot, his hands are in the right spot. Pass pro was clean. I thought, you know, in a pinch, like if you're going to keep him on the 53 and he didn't play guard, like that is now on the table. And obviously I want to see him do it in, in the game setting, obviously. But yeah. um, in terms of guys that I thought really, really helped their stock out, he's got he's to be – if he's not at the top of the list, he's got to be pretty darn close. So I just wanted to bring him up real yeah. quick. By the way, did you see your boy uh, Braden Daniels, the the one on one rep where he got trucked? That he, is like credit credit to him. He bounced back. They ran it back with the same dude, and he did a good he, job on the second rep. But he just he just got in a bad spot, and it almost happened in slow motion because he like got down in his stance and he kept backpedaling and he kept backpedaling, and there's no contact. And basically, the Baltimore rusher just waited till there was enough space and was like, "I have room to accelerate now," and then bowled him literally straight over. It was a sneaky rush too. Like you don't see like that. So like that's the problem about doing these joint practices. I'll tell you is they've got some uh, they've got some really like twitchy pass rushers deep deep on that Baltimore yeah. depth chart. And so that guy comes out and does like I don't even know what I'd call it. He like pops straight up. Like he almost jumps. Like does like a vertical jump. And Brain Daniels is like you know like you can tell he's like what the hell are you doing? And kind of like <laughs> he drops his hands. And then dude, when his feet hit the ground. Just hits him with a bull. And I, I've not really seen that. I've seen Vaughn do stuff like that where you kind of 
raise your shoulder pads, you know, to like act like you're doing a move and hit a bull. But I thought that's pretty, that's a pretty sneaky brush for a guy yeah. who's like your fifth pass rusher. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, Brayden Daniels. Yeah. Like that's a tough rep. Like that sucks. Yeah. But, but I, how do you bounce back? And he did, he, he, did, he you know, they, they ran it back and, and he did a good job. Uh, won the next won the rematch. So, and, and that's did, a hard, they did two rematches. He won both. So good for him. And yeah. then in team, like, Dude, as a pass protector, he's not, he's still figuring it out. But I think you're starting to see some of the athleticism as a run player. Like they had a counter where he's like, is on the linebacker before the linebacker even moves his feet. And like, those are the types of things that get me going, all right, like you drafted him because he's a good athlete. You're starting to see the good athlete stuff because he's like not thinking so much. Like, can we get that athleticism to translate to the pass protection? But as a run player, he's starting to become like, this is the kind of guy Kyle Shanahan would love because he's so fast to the second level. So I'm like, yeah, like we're starting to see signs of life, which is good. So hopefully that continues, and um, and and he he becomes a ball player. You know what I'm saying? But I do think like in terms of trajectory, it was pretty like there was no pulse for a while, and now we got something right. We pushed yeah. Epi. We're ready to rock and roll. And I think keep an eye on that guy, especially in the last couple of preseason games, because I think he's playing better. Andre Jones, I thought had a nice week. He got some. Reps yeah. We, well, let's, well, let's get yeah. to the defense in, in total. And uh, Andre Jones is a name that we definitely need to talk yeah. about. Yeah.